Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to 405 Sessions. I'm Garrett. I'm Dustin. And we have our special guest today, Kyler Pruitt in the studio. Kyler, say what's up. What's up, guys? Today, uh, docket for the day, we are going to be doing a joke of the week. We also have daily devos. We're going to be answering our anonymous question that was texted in to our texting app. You can text at any time, 405-378-9382. If you have a question, we'll try to answer that on future podcasts. We're going to be doing our Facebook frenzy. We're going to be talking about current events like Frozen 2. And uh, we are also adding something for the day, books, blogs, and beats. We're going to be giving you some recommendations on how you can stay busy during this time of quarantine. So today we're going to jump in with our joke of the week. What does a sprinter eat before a race? Nothing. They fast. <laughs> worst, worst joke of all time. All right, guys. Well, today we are hanging out with Kyler Pruitt. Uh, for those of you who don't know him, Kyler uh, works um, and directs all of our media and all of our live streaming services that are happening here at First Baptist Church in Newcastle. Uh, Kyler has kind of an interesting story uh, because uh, initially he, he felt called to ministry. And in fact, he is in ministry, uh, but he went to OBU, became a, an OBU alum, Karip Karap, Karipple Tipple Tap. Zip bang OBU. Hallelujah. And uh, he's a jack of all trades, master of all. If you know anything about Kyler, he does a lot of reno work. He has a massive family with, with lots of girls. Hold on. I'd like to add something. Okay. For Nathan, he's quite big too. He is. He's actually the biggest guy on staff. He's a, he's a large fellow. He also at one point um, during a, a church event told people to shut up, which is pretty <laughs> awesome. But he didn't mean to. I apologize for that. <laughs> uh, well, Kyler, I'm so glad you're hanging out with us today. Um how have you used tech um, in your calling to ministry, and kind of how did you get to that point? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I felt like the Lord was calling me. Um, it, it happened when I was in the student ministry. I actually went to our church growing up. Um, I felt like the Lord was calling me to serve Him in the church somehow. Um, at that point, I was leading worship at like with a student band. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought that's what God wanted me to do. Uh, he, had, he had gifted me at that point, given me the opportunities, and I had a passion for it. So I pursued that, um, thinking that's what God wanted me to do. Um, and then he just started opening doors and closing doors. And the next thing I knew, I was, I was leaning more toward technology. And I'd already dealt with that some, which just happened to figure stuff out on my own. Um, and then I found myself at OBU, and just got connected to the right people and uh, really felt like the Lord was calling me to use my passion for technology and, and having that kind of a mind to service church. Um, I saw some needs um, in churches and specifically our church at the time just for having somebody that was um, an ambassador for the church to come in and help just push the church forward and help them make decisions and not take, get taken advantage of by companies that are trying to sell things. So um, that's kind of how I wound up here. It's awesome, man. And uh, Dustin and I have the privilege of getting to work with Kyler quite a bit um, just on different uh, jobs that we have. And, and he works with us with our live stream stuff, helping us upstairs to make sure everything that we do looks cool. Uh, but, but Kyler has 100% used technology kind of as ministry. And, uh, 
you know, th- this quarantine time has proven to be that really everything Kyler and, and Jesse, his wife, have set us up to do with graphics and with live stream, with technology, um, have really been kind of our, our saving grace in the time where we haven't been able to meet together. So how, how tired are you right now from all of these things that you've been doing? No, I'm good. We're, we're starting to find, not that it's a normal, but we're starting to find a new normal as far as just trying to utilize technology in a more, um, like, I don't know what the word is, but just it's not that it's serious, but but this is our option right now. So um, we're starting to figure out what that looks like every week. Um, we're continually trying to make adjustments and, and use the equipment we have to um, put out the best quality um, so that it's not distracting for everyone that is uh, engaging with this. Um, but as far as exhaustion goes, I mean, there's, it's a lot. And luckily, we have a staff that wants to jump in and and shoulder it with us um but it's also fun too um just to be part of this time and and try to meet a need in the church which is what we feel called to do that's great man that's really good so say someone's listening today and and they may have a a story that's similar to you they they feel some sort of calling to ministry they want to serve the church they don't necessarily feel called to maybe be a a pastor that's going to preach every sunday morning um, what what are some steps that you took? I mean, you kind of mentioned that it happened naturally out of the, the flowing out of things you were excited about. Um, what steps do you think that, that students can take to begin to um, to kind of go down the road of technology? Is it just kind of getting your hands on as much technology as you can when you're young? Or like what, what kind of worked for you? Yeah, I, w- I would say the majority of men, especially what got, got me kickstarted, was just trial and error, um, being around um, and, and just having, being forced to figure things out. Um, so much of what I do is not so much that I'm just like a genius, uh, cause I'm not, it, a lot of it is just seriously being willing to be the person that will go figure it out. Um, we all have access to the same tools nowadays with Google and YouTube. And I don't even know if I can say that stuff, but yes, <laughs> but, um, anyways, I mean, we all have access to that kind of stuff. Um, you do get a little better uh, with trying to figure out what resources to use and what are credible and what aren't. Um, and then just look for guys um, or ladies around you that could be mentors to you that can help point you to those kind of resources and, and get you started off on the right foot. That's great, man. Kyle's going to kind of stick around and hang out just for a little bit as we as we walk through the rest of our docket for the day. Um, but I think this is a good tie-in. Dustin, kind of we've been talking about being intentional um, and, and using this quarantine as an opportunity and not oppression. And I think one of the ways Dustin and I talked about that we could do that is, is maybe, maybe you can video a short version of your testimony and post it to all of your social media. Do you have any kind of uh, encouragements or challenges for the students, Dustin, that they can do to, to kind of make that successful? Yeah, I mean, we talked about doing something on Tuesdays called like hashtag testimony Tuesdays of where you're talking through um, who was I before Christ, how has Christ saved me, and what has my life looked like after Christ. Um, having those three things encompassed into your testimony, and, and it really just gives you a great way to share your testimony each week um, with friends around you that are going to be on your social media, with people that are going to be viewing your social media, you can share your other friends' testimony. And, and uh, I think a lot of times people around us will resonate or, or they'll find themselves um, thinking that they've went through similar things and that you have. And so it really can open some natural um, 
bar- not barriers, but it can open some natural avenues of conversation that you can begin to share your faith with people um, and not feel like you're getting scrutinized for shoving the gospel down people's throats, but instead it's it's sharing your story. No one's going to argue that that's not your story. Like That's who you are. That's what God has intended for you to be. And so Testimony Tuesdays, I think that's a great idea just to begin to share your testimony on social media. That's good. Tech Wiz, Kyler, any kind of encouragements as a, a way to make that uh, make that look better, go better? Is it, is it best just to kind of videotape yourself on your phone? Is there anything that you would recommend to use to to adjust it or to, or to change it for people that maybe aren't like us and can get it all in one take? Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm, anytime you're working with the resources you have, you just have to be creative. Um, I would I would say just a basic starting point. Obviously, you guys are going to be using probably phones and things like that. That's Honestly, I mean, you can't beat the technology that you have in your hand. Um, I would look for um, natural lighting more than likely. Um, Overcast days are going to be even light and things like that, but you can't always control that. So look for windows. um, And if you'll just place yourself with the window um, facing you and the camera facing you at the same time, that way the camera's not having to, um, it's not having to adjust for the light how bright it is outside and also inside, um, then you'll be using the light from outside as a key light for yourself. That, that'll help with just the quality of the image you have. Um, you can look up some things online. Um, there's there's some technology terms like lower thirds and headroom and things like that. If you want to look up how to compose a, a shot and make it look more like what you see on TV, a lot of you guys are already doing that and you don't necessarily even think about why you're doing it. Um, it's just because you're used to watching TV and you know what looks good. Uh, but there's some stuff out there you can look up. That's awesome, man. <clears throat> very, very good. Well, we're going to move on, docket for the day, to our daily devos. Today's going to be a little bit different. <clears throat> we're answering a question that we got uh, through our texting app. Again, if you have a question at any time during the podcast, anytime during the week, you can text 405 378 and we'll do our best to answer those. This is the question that came in today. It says, Today I was reading Psalm 68, which is honestly really confusing, but for some reason God put this big question on my heart, and I don't know why, but I can't get it out of my head. In verse 21, it states, Surely God will crush the head of his enemies. Throughout Psalms, there are tons of verses like these, that God will get our enemies and that he will put them to shame. And to be honest, that sounds great. Like, yeah, I I want my enemies to be crushed. But on the other hand, God tells us in Romans 12, 17, to repay no evil with evil. I know God is far from evil. His love, even I can't understand. So why would God crush our enemies? I know this is probably a stupid question, and I'm sorry for taking up your time, but thank you so much. It's not a stupid question. In fact, uh, it's an incredible question. It's a question I think all of us have to wrestle with. As we read the entirety of Scripture, we see Old Testament, New Testament, um, to understand really the character of God, which is what this question boils down to. Um, and so if, if God is fully loving, then how can God also have wrath or vengeance? Um, and, and that has to be a part of his character, because for God to be fully loving, God also has to judge that which is not of him, that which is evil. Um, and uh, and that goes, Dustin was mentioning earlier, I mean, that goes all the way back to to the book of Genesis. Yeah. Genesis 3, you know, and the, the after as soon as Adam and Eve, or not even Adam and Eve, the serpent comes onto the scene and deceives man and woman, 
uh, right after that, you get the, the hope of God, the hope of Jesus Christ saying there will be one who will come and crush the head of the serpent. And so without wrath, we don't really get to see the hope that all believers have. And, and the good thing is that if you are a believer, you don't experience God's wrath because you do understand that that you follow the one who will come and crush the head of the serpent. Yeah, and and even I mean in that text, right before it gives the promise of of this prophesied one who would crush the serpent's head, it we're reminded that there were things, the consequences that 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 Adam and Eve had to suffer. Right, you have the birthing pains for woman, and you have man who had to go work, um, work the their dust ground. Of his brow. But but exactly, and and what's really interesting is even in this current day, women kind of kind of get the worst of both worlds because we have equal rights now, and so <laughs> women they get they get to work the ground and they have birth pains. So sorry, girls. That's right. Um, but man, so I was drawn to Romans two. Uh, we did a study last night in Romans chapter two, verse seventeen. But if you go back just a little bit in Romans chapter two, um, this is what it says in verse six. It says, "He will render to each one according to his works." To those who by patience and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immorality, uh, sorry, immortality, he will give eternal life. So for those who are seeking to worship him, following him, obeying him, they're looking forward to eternal life in heaven with Christ. It says that he's going to give them eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking, who do not obey the truth, meaning they don't, they don't walk with the Lord, they don't have right relationship with God, they don't care about his word. They refuse his truth, but obey unrighteousness. It says there will be wrath and fury. Now, notice that's future tense. Uh, we do suffer natural consequences on this earth for breaking laws and, and doing things that are evil. But one day we will stand before a holy God, and we are either going to stand on the premise of being saved by grace through Christ, which is the entire New Testament, or we're going to sit underneath the wrath of God, which is really the entirety of the Old Testament that we, we are incapable of, of doing anything good and we will have to stand before God. And, and so it goes on, it says, there'll be wrath and fury. There'll be tribulation and distress for every human being who does evil, the Jew first, and then also the Greek or, or the Gentile, which would mean most of us who are listening. But glory and honor and peace for everyone who does good, the Jew first, and then also the Greek or the Gentile, for God shows no, no partiality. Um, I think it's important to remember in trying to understand why God would pour out his wrath on the world that we, we, we have to fully understand that we, we don't get grace without wrath. Right? God has to judge what is evil and what is not of him, um, crushing our enemies so that we can have grace, so that he can show his love to be complete. Uh, he would not be a just judge if he didn't judge what was evil, if he didn't just uh, if, if he didn't judge those that were against him. And, and the Bible makes it very clear that there is no gray area, right? Like we are either for God or we are against God. And so hopefully that helped uh, to answer a little bit uh, of that question. Uh, if you have, if you need a follow-up to that, again, you can text at any time, 405-378-9382, and we'd be happy to, to dive in, maybe even a little deeper on that question. Uh, but we, we appreciate that this morning. Um, so Facebook frenzy, Dustin, D Dustin, not Dustin, your name's not Dustin, your name's Dustin. Dustin sent out um, this week a status that said, how are you growing spiritually without someone to lead you? What has been hard? What's been easy? And so Dustin, what are some of the responses that you got from that? I, a lot of people were just saying, you know, being in the word, um, I think statistically speaking, as we've talked to many students now, they've all said, 
Um, in this time, you've gotten kind of a mixed response. Some people have said it's been easier with the busyness of life kind of set to the side, and then some people have said it's harder. Um, but the reality is we have no excuse like we talked about last week. But Clayton talked about, you know, just being in the Word, but he also added to that his prayer life, um, how all of his life is, or only in select seasons is his prayer life really good. And he's saying in this time, he, it's kind of allowed him to be able to pray more, um, just to engage with the Lord and just to really be mindful of the Holy Spirit around him, giving him a freedom to worship in his daily rhythms of life. And then Mason talked about, you know, just having the freedom to read more books, not Bibli- not Bi- not the Bible, but just gospel-centric books that, excuse me, that help in the Christian life, um, whether that can, that, I mean, that's a whole different category of just things that you can read to help you, you know, you can pray more, how to read the Bible to get more out of it, whatever the category might be. But he talked about just reading books. And, and that's one thing that I've really loved during this season is just being able to read books, sit down, um, go outside with all this nice weather we've had and just read for a little bit. That's good, which which leads, I think, right into uh, our next docket for the day, which is books, blogs, and beats. This is something we're going to try to do each week uh, when we meet together, uh, and, and we'll just kind of share maybe things that we're reading or things that we're listening to that have been of an encouragement to us um, that in your free time you can check out. I'll open it up to both of these guys if they have anything that, that they've been reading, but, but – uh, the book that I would recommend, if you haven't already read it, it's an older book, uh, but it's called Radical by David Platt, um, and it's all about combating and, and, and really going against the American dream. Uh, this idea that, that it's not about what you can amass and get for yourself, but really following Christ is all about what you can give and sacrifice. It was a really eye-opening book for me, really encouraged me. Um, have you guys been reading anything, or do you recommend any books that you've read before for these guys that are kind of sitting around doing nothing? Uh, well, just on the idea of beach real quick, one band that I've really been listening to like nonstop lately is Rivers and Robots. <laughs> it's I don't know if I just took that from Kyler, but that's been one of my most favorite bands lately. It's good for study time. It's just... But they they use scripture throughout mm-hmm. all of their stuff, and it's just really good. Um, it's a little more like indie folkish, and so uh, my style of music. But anyways, book wise, I've really I really really love the book Gospel Fluency by Jeff Vanderstelt. It's just all about how you can um, speak the gospel in your daily rhythms of life. That will be a phrase that he uses nonstop in his book, the daily rhythm. So in your daily routines of life how are you able to speak the gospel whether that's at the person that's sitting next to you in the cafeteria whether that's your your family member sitting across from you at dinner table um, your friend who's lost that you're trying to interact with on social media how do you begin to saturate your well on the lines of saturate he also has another great book called saturate they kind of go together (laughs) but how do you begin to put these two ideas of saturation saturating your life with the gospel and allowing that to transform your daily rhythms of life and so those are two books that i highly recommend so kyle you've also been listening to that that band is there are there any specific songs that you really dig all of them. All of them? No, it's just really good. And he's right. They, it's riddled with scripture, and and they don't do it in a typical, like, super lame way. Um, 
So it, it's just really easy to listen to. It's great. Sweet. Yeah, well, another thing I would encourage you to listen to if you haven't already heard it, um, you can go on YouTube. Uh, it's called Refiner, and it's by Chandler Moore and Stephanie Gertzinger. Uh, man, it's a it, it's a great great song. Uh, they do it live. This guy's voice is ridiculous. So yeah. if you haven't heard that, make sure to check that out. And uh, blogs, I try to listen to a, a, a bunch of different blogs, kind of on on some polarizing, some not polarizing. Um, again, they've got a, a radical uh, podcast that you can catch with, with David Platt that he kind of is walking alongside of encouraging people on how to be discipled. Another one that I've been into as of late, probably about the last year, uh, is Soteriology 101. It's, it's the study of the doctrine of salvation, and, it, and it's it's kind of coming from an individual who was really into Reformed theology and Calvinism, and, and then God began to kind of bring him out of that. We're not taking a stance here on this podcast of, of either side of that, but um, if you have questions about that, or maybe you, you want to look at that even deeper, you can go check those those out. But books, blogs, beats, maybe you have an encouraging uh, book, blog, or beat that you want to send to us. Again, you can text that to us at that number, 405-378-9382. Uh, current events, Frozen 2 came out early. Have you guys seen Frozen 2? Nope. Uh, only a thousand times. <laughs> I have four kids under five. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what about that song drives me nuts. I don't know if it's the fact that they're singing the way that they sing it or the fact that it's like the minor mm. of of the song, but it drives me nuts that yeah. that's the theme song. Your kids walk around singing that? Yes, they do. Do you sing that? Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, confession hour it is. <laughs> Dustin hasn't seen it. No, I almost rented it this weekend. Uh, Carly and I were hanging out. And I asked her, I was like, hey, I'm supposed to speak about this is on Monday. Should we rent it? And she was like, are you kidding me? That's lame. And so I actually thought it was better than the first one. I thought it was good. I didn't watch the first one. Either. They, they, they tied up all the loose ends with, yeah. with the parents dying and stuff, which I thought was was really good. So think about it like this. Olympic Games have now been postponed to, to next summer. Imagine if you were an athlete that had been working all year long mm. to or not just a year, four years <laughs> yeah. to participate and now it's all canceled. Well, it sucks because a lot of these people that, that are training, they, um, they, they do all these trainings and they even drop out of colleges. Like they take these college breaks for their Olympic breaks during college. And then now it's getting pushed back even more. So what do they do now? Do they take another break for well, the next year? College is off anyway. <laughs> well, I saw like colleges are giving like seniors now another like semester of eligibility to play their sports. That's crazy. So this is summer Olympics, right? This was supposed to be summer Olympics. I think this so. year, I think so. So, if, if you had to pick a category to compete in oh in the gosh. in the Summer Olympics, <laughs> what would you pick and why? Is there an eating competition? Ooh, yes, Under, hot dog eating underwater competition. Underwater basket weaving. Basket weaving. Yep. Okay, that's weird. It's oh, not. It's not real. Yeah, it's not real. A real thing that I'd probably try. You'd be a jockey. You would be a jockey. Is that Horse not a, that's not an Olympic sport. I don't know, but your body is built for a jockey. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably be in men's gymnastics because I'm I'm so flexible and strong. This is weird. You have no, <laughs> you have no flexibility. Or not. All right. Well, man, thank you guys so much for listening today. Uh, we'll be back next Monday at noon, so make sure that you check out 405 Sessions. Thank you so much, Kyler Pruitt, for joining us today. We'll have another special guest next week but uh we're gonna sign off of here you guys have a good one we'll see you next week see you guys later 
405 Sessions, brought to you by 405 Student Ministry, where you can experience Christ, embrace community, and engage in your calling. We'll see you again Monday at noon.